Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Say what needs to be said. We back for a recap. Winners and losers. And too many people want to say who the winners and losers are, but say what needs to be said. We're going to put it down for y'all. Say what needs to be said. It's your big dog, your host, Asante, Mr. Pick Six Samuel. And that's my dog, my co-host, Mr. Elton E.P. Patterson. We still haven't came up with a nickname. Still I got one. one. I, I think you I'm closing one? in on... Oh, yeah, I'm closing in. I'm closing in on one. You gonna you gonna let us uh help you pick it out? You gonna give us? I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna reveal it on Monday, cause it's gonna be you like gonna the new it year. On yeah, new year, new, new year. Okay, I like All that. Right. I like you that. What I'm new year, right, right. new attitude, new name, new money, go. new new all that good stuff. You know what I mean? Everything, everything. But let's get hey, into but it. I'm let's here, get though. into I'm, it. Hey, you I'm, know I'm what? I'm here. Huh? I'm here. Hey, franchise sports in the building. You feel me? Yeah. We got some new stuff coming in the new year, you know. So turn turn your volume up on your computer. Okay, I got you. All right, I got you. Give me one second, bro. I got you. Let me turn that up real quick. Like, okay, how that sounding, brother? I hear you. Good. Good. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah. So checking in, checking in, say what needs to be said. But um, before we get started, you know, we're talking about nicknames and stuff like that. And I keep putting Zunt and EP, and my name is Asante. So, and I'm and right. I always wonder my whole life, I always tried to figure out, I never got to the bottom of it. Why is my nickname Zunt? My name is Asante. I don't know who started that nickname for me. I can't pinpoint whoever gave it to me but i do have a little inclination that who gave it to me but first of all my name is asante they didn't nickname me sunt everybody didn't start saying hey sunt they start saying zunt and i only I, i'm guessing it had to come from people calling me azante instead of asante mm -hmm. and then just start saying zunt in between because i never started i never called myself zunt first somebody did and let me tell you when i first the first memory that i have of calling myself zunt and that was my auntie auntie mary you probably never um heard me talk about my auntie mary and my cousin byron i used to spend the night at their house they was my childhood uh you know my childhood best friend I and mean, my cousin byron and my auntie would always say what's up old uncle zunt uncle zunt uncle zunt look at old uncle zunt I think that's when it started. That's when my name became Zunt. I think I had to be about seven or eight years old or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, but I think that's where, when my name became Zunt. Tell me what do you know about my name? Because, you, you know, he he my, my roommate, my co-host, right. he spent a, a big part of my our life together. We've been together since uh, our, fre our, our freshman year in college. Freshman year. Been, right. been kicking it ever since. So. Tell me what you 17 think years name. old. When, you, when did you find out? Uh, you know what? That's a good you know how sometimes you just call somebody a name and you try to figure out like where how did you even know that name? Now, the question is, did you introduce yourself like, hey, what up? I'm Zunt. Like, are you telling me your name, Zunt? Are you telling me your name Asante? That's number one for me to know who you were. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Like, as far as your name. Now, the thing is, everybody else in the locker room, everybody else on the team called you Zunt. So is it because I think, let me tell you what I think it originated from, was a Zante. Um, you know, it's not a Zante. So it's a Zante. Instead of saying three syllables, uh, uh, Zante, it's just give you one Zunt. Like, that's Zunt right there. So I think that's where... For me, that's where it came from, dog. Like that's that's Zunt, dog. You know what I'm saying? That's Zunt, dog. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I mean, I guess you know when I got to college, I didn't ever tell everybody my name was Zunt, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I don't remember. That's, that's a good what I'm question. saying. Like it's so weird. Like how my <laughs> name just became Zunt. Like it's so crazy to me. You know what I mean? Right. Hey, how about with mine with EP? Because uh-huh. I don't think I told you my name was EP. Maybe I did. I'm thinking you did. I mean, <laughs> initials is p- pretty easy, right? Elton Patterson, EP, you know well, what I mean? Well, mine got a little story behind it. So I went to Ricketts High School, right? Okay. And, um, I don't know. Well, the people might not know. For the people that don't know, I have nine brothers and sisters. So it's 10 of us. Same Woo! mom and dad. 10 kids. So all of us, coincidentally, went to the same high school, Ricketts High School in Tallahassee. and all of my brothers were called by, because I guess there's so many of us, they uh-huh. just called everybody by their initials. You know, they're not going to try to call everybody by their name, so they call everybody by the initials. So my head coach was like, hey, you a new player. Yeah. What's your name? Elton Patterson. Okay, so you got LP, KP, DP, Elemental P. <laughs> you going to be EP. So that's how I kind of took on the EP because it was so many P's at the school. So... I EP, EP, EP right. dog, big dog, EP. We yeah, know. so that's our nicknames right now. You know, we got EP, you got Zunt. So that's the history of my name, Zunt, man. But Asante, Asante means uh, a lot of different meanings. Um, I think it means thank you. It's the name of a powerful, powerful tribe in the, the Swahili, Swahili culture, I think, right? It's the name of a, a powerful king in the Swahili tribe. Well, so, hold on. Yeah. Let me, let's get into it if you want to. What did your dad tell you it mean? My dad told me I was a king and my name, I'm named after a king. But <laughs> listen, if y'all don't know, it, it, my daddy was born in the 80s. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. I was born in the 80s. In the 80s, we had the, the, the big crack epidemic. You know what I mean? Y'all, everybody know about that. So I think that's how my name came about. I, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm being very serious. Because my name, remember, this is in the 80s. I'm born in 81. My name is Asante, and my sister's name is Barika. So if you can't just be laying back in your bed and just thinking, I'm going to name my kids Asante and Barika, unless you got something messing with your mind, and that might be some some, uh, you know, some of them, them 80s, the 80, <laughs> 80s medicine that was going around back then, boy, that, that got everybody going. But I love my name. I love my name. I'm so thankful for my name. It's different. Not too many people got it. Of course, as a kid, you don't like it because the teacher don't know how to pronounce it. The, the friends in class, the, especially when you get a substitute teacher, that is the worst, boy. When you get a substitute teacher and they trying to pronounce your name, Asante, Asante, oh, man, A-S-A-N-T-E. It's very simple, you know what I mean? But it's all good, all good. 
So Thursday night football, we had the Browns versus the Jets. And man, the Browns are looking good as expected. And we're expecting them to keep getting better and better as Joe Flacco gets comfortable. But I got to start off and say, man, for me, it looked like the Jets just laid down. They didn't play their typical Jets, hard-nosed, tough physical football. And they just, they got manhandled by, by Cleveland Browns. Um, Cleveland Browns. I didn't like what I seen from the Jets. Although it's the end of the year, you don't have too much to play for, but your pride. You have to go out with a bang. You have to play to the to your best capability. You know what I mean? And I I, I didn't think I that's what I saw from the Jets. And that's not um that's not that's not enough to build off of for next year. New York media is a big a big market, and they're gonna have high expectations. And I don't know if that momentum is going to carry forward moving into next year. They need a lot of, uh, they need they need evaluate a lot of positions. They need to change, make changes at a lot of positions. Um, you know, the offensive line is a, is a was a big trouble. Um, obviously they're playing against the Cleveland Browns, who has a tremendous front four. But I don't know, man, if this whole Aaron Rodgers thing, what could have been if he played? I don't know if it would have panned out. I don't know if he would have been able to bend the hero to take the Jets to new to new heights. Um, yeah, and that's how I feel about it. But the most the most important part of the game, like I said, I gotta give the losers to the New York Giant, New York Jets, because it felt like they laid down, they gave up. The intensity wasn't as 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 high as it used to be. They didn't play great defense like the Jets play this year. Now I know it's a long drooling season. I know it was frustrating and I know they had the country uh quarterback controversy and Aaron Rodgers went down, but I didn't like that from the Jets. But you know, tell me what you think about the Jets and the, the Browns. I'm opposite of you. I'm looking at the Jets, right? And everybody knows, first of all, let's just besides the game last night, let's just say this. The Jets are at a point to where everything is Rebel Raider, what it do? Every team Luke. is pretty much ran by the quarterback. If you got a franchise quarterback, you got a chance. So the mere fact that he got hurt on the second play, he is Aaron Rodgers got hurt on the second play. I think that's what's that's the difference maker of this whole team. So in the middle of the well, beginning of the year, they got to find a new identity, right? Right. Without their quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is the franchise quarterback. I like into fantasy football. Do you look last year? They kind of counted him out and he was killing it. Like everybody counted him out at Green Bay last year. They were thinking he was washed, but he was good to go. So I think he was going to bring that same energy to the Jets. So let's just get that out of the way. I think they're a different team with the Jets. Right. Wait, number brother, two. Hold on. Excuse me. Sorry for y'all. Sorry, but excuse me. Right. Did you say Aaron Rodgers was washed in Green Bay? Did I hear you say he was washed? Oh, that last year? If you go back, I don't, you can't go back. But the media was saying his tenure is over. He doesn't have it no more. Because you remember when they, he had a chance to go to the Super Bowl the year before last year, and he couldn't get the touchdown with four downs. That was what was going on. So they was like, he just don't have it no more. And they was kind of down on him for a while, though, which is one of the reasons they promoted him to, like, let's just move on and go to another franchise quarterback. Yeah, I guess. So, I mean, I mean, that, you do have a point. I guess you do have a point there. But then, why did when the Jets got him, they just thought he was going to play 
to some high level to 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 take them to the Super Bowl or, or be the savior for this team, and he was coming off a bad year. Maybe because it was, you know, they got uh, Hackett as the coach, and he was with him in Green Bay, and they had high expectations because Hackett was there when he won the MVP. So they had a lot of high hopes, but I don't know, man. I don't. I really don't don't think it would have panned out the way everybody think it would have panned out. And then Aaron Rodgers would, you know, do his Aaron Rodgers thing, and you know, he's a He's a prima donna type of guy. Well, you know, quarterbacks, right. offensive players are those type of guys. And I think that would have be- became uh, an issue for the New York Jets, along with the um, the media, how he handles his media and all that, all those things. You can't hide who you are. So, right. you know, um, but that's what we wanted to see. And we missed out. So um, we would have loved what would have what, what, what would have been, and we would love to see how the, everything would have panned out. But it, let's move come, on to the. Come, you'll get a little bit of it next year when he comes back, but you got to think of the persona of Aaron Rodgers with the discount, double check, um, what he says goes. So now it's not where you are; it's you go where you appreciate it, not tolerate it. So maybe Green Bay was tolerating him. New York Jets, they appreciated him. Now he's going in to a situation and saying, I want to come play with y'all. So the question was, it's a new energy. He wants to be here. This is going to be amazing. So I think they're not where they at today. Now, I'm not going to say they was at the, sink, at the Super Bowl, but I will yeah. say they're not where they are today if Aaron Rodgers never gets hurt. I do yeah. want to say this, though. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, but I wanted to say the one bright spot that I've seen and I love, and I love this uh, kid, um, this wide receiver, uh, Garrett Wilson. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be a tremendous player. He was able to surpass 1,000 yards in a horrible year with two, three quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers going down the first year. So I think if he would have had a stable quarterback or Aaron Rodgers there, he definitely would be 1,800, 1,900, close to 2,000 yards, uh, that type of receiver and that type, of, that caliber of player. And I'm excited to see what Garrett Wilson could do in the future as long as they get get this quarterback situation figured out and handled. Because Garrett Wilson, man, he could play. And you could tell he has that passion, that dog, and he wants to win and it's so important to him. And that's very important. That's the type of players you want to have on your team, the, the players that it matters to the most, the players that want it, the players that are upset when things aren't going right. Not being selfish, but actually wants the team to win and want everybody to do better. You can feel that genuine genuineness from Garrett Wilson. And um, that's the type of players you need on the team. So that was right. that was one of the winners and a bright spot for the New York Jets that I, I love to see, man. You know what I mean? No, nah, and that's one of them. And another thing that I want to say that when you look at the core part of their team, stats-wise, Breesy Hall, that, that running back, is, is he's holding it down. He's quietly holding it down. I think they drafted him in the second round last year. And yeah. shoot, he, he ran 13 carries for 84 yards, which is almost 100 yards. So he's doing his thing. So I think they got the pieces. Trevor Simeon didn't do bad last night. He managed the game pretty good. I mean, he went 32 for 45 for 261. He threw yeah. one pick. But at the end of the day, he threw one touch. He They got the pieces. So now all they're saying is, which is why they laid down probably in the game, but they're saying, let's focus on next year. We got the pieces. All we need is Aaron Rodgers, and we need this defense. Back what you we need this defense to come through. If this defense come through, and Sauce Gardner can be the guy that they say he is, and we can run this defense, 
and we got the defensive line that's pretty good. If we can put the defense together and Aaron Rodgers, they're thinking they can go to the Super Bowl next year. We're going to see. We're going to see because right. I think they got a lot of pieces to the puzzle missing in and not just Aaron Rodgers, but we're going to see. But uh, uh, Rebel Raider asks, he said he want to know why Joe Flacco all of a sudden looked so great like primetime Joe Montana. But let's talk about the Cleveland Browns, right? The Cleveland Browns, yeah. exceptional team. I I said I I they remind me of the 2000 Ravens, and they make and pull off the Super Bowl like the 2000 Ravens when um Trent Dilfer came in to replace Tony Banks as a backup quarterback. They had a crazy defense, crazy defense. I'm not saying Cleveland Browns defense is that good, but Joe Flacco. Let me under, make y'all understand something. 17 weeks playing football, hitting each other being physical, grown men, over 200, 250, 300 pounds, continuously hitting each other, week after week, waking up 6 o'clock in the morning, not getting home until 5, 6 every day. It wears you out. It wears you down. So with Joe Flacco, um, let me make you understand. He, he is a, a quarterback that had time to rest and let everything, let all the data that he had before he retired just collect and play and just sit and have another, um, what's the word I'm looking for? But have a different appetite for the game coming off the couch. Now, if you start Joe Flacco from the beginning of the season to now, he won't do this well. But now that you cut the season off, you don't have so much, so many mental aspects of the game coming from different ways and you can just focus and be yourself and not worry about what a coach says and you can just go do your thing. That's what's happening with Joe Flacco. He was never a bad quarterback. He might have had some, uh, had some bad mechanics, slow releases and stuff like that. He always had a big arm and he was always able to lead an offense. But now you're bringing him in and halfway through the season right now. That is, you know, for some people, a guy like myself, uh, a guy like Rodney Harrison, maybe a Tom Brady or Randy Moss, don't put us through training camp and wear us out and wear us down mentally. Bring us in after training camp or at the end of training camp and we're fresh, mentally fresh. We're ready to go. We're still excited. We have that appetite. And I think that's the difference with Joe Flacco. That appetite is different from when he was on a team from the beginning of the season. Being on that couch for a while gives you uh makes you be able to miss the game a little bit if not a lot so he he missed the game a little bit maybe a lot right and but he had time to digest everything that pat that happened in the past all the plays that were f plays in in the grade book for for him and the team um and just see how he can go out and be able to execute and be a better player so that's what's happening with Joe Flacco but with Deshaun Watson, man, that's another different, that's a different story, right? So with Deshaun Watson, what I see, I see a great player, a great player that hasn't changed. He is still who he is. He can still be Deshaun Watson, who was in, in Houston um, playing for the Texans. Right. But when you get paid, when life changes for you, that is something you have to learn how to deal with mentally, physically, and emotionally, inside and out. Because you can feel like you're on top of the world and nothing can be done to stop you or you're going to automatically be this great player because you always have. 
that can vary, that can hinder you a lot. And with Deshaun Watson, that's what I think is going on. So you give him a year off or half a year off, like like he's doing. And um, yeah, I think he'll come back strong and better. But uh, right. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. It it was just sad. It, it was sad the way it ended for him, man. But he's gonna come back. I believe in him. He's gonna come back strong. He's gonna focus. He's gonna let this year get behind him after collecting all that money and um deal with deal with uh the noise. He's gonna deal with the critics. He's gonna cancel the outside noise. He's gonna come back focused and understand what he needs to do to help this team be what they need to be. Because they're going to be on the team together. Joe Flacco and Deshaun Watson will be on the team together next year. It will not make no sense to get to try to bench Deshaun Watson or do whatever and think Joe Flacco going to come in and be the leading quarterback after falling asleep on the sideline. But go ahead. No, I'm thinking Flacco, um, his, his one of his main things, man, is it's part of what you said. He's coming in late year on the fourth quarter of the year. And obviously, pe- people haven't had a chance to really study him, the tendencies within this offense. They know who Joe Flacco is, but they haven't had a chance to study him within this offense. But that's out of his control. Let's talk about what he can control. So like my guy wrote in, he was like, he's out here playing like the prime Joe Montana. Cool, calm, collector, slinging it over the field like he's running. He looks like he's been in this offense for years. Let right. me tell you why. I-, I know exactly why. Let me tell you why. Let me pull you in this scenario. The 2008-2009 Asante Samuel had, say, 10 picks in a year, right? Mentally, you're still that same guy, right? People right. come out two by three by one, you automatically thinking, I'm going to do this. All right, you know what? Two by two, I'm going to cut my leverage up. You know, you're that guy. You ain't changed at all. We get older, but your mental hasn't changed. Guess what? If you a quarterback, Zion, and your arm's still strong, you could go out there right now and play some football. So that's all. Joe, the game ain't changed. He's still the same guy. He's going out here, fresh legs. Everybody's tired, like you say. Everybody's beat down. And he's reading the heck out of these defenses, making checks. They probably gave him the deep, the offensive playbook. Like, hey, 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 we know we're not even going to stress you. How do you want to do it? He's like, right. well, I'm used to this. I want this. I want this check. And it's going out like it's it's like a musical chairs for him right but now. But like you said, like you said, but he's he's coming in um to this new team and his new office with a reset mind. His mind is re- all, totally reset from football. And teams haven't been able to collect data. So it's hard to game plan. It's hard to to have a full scouting report on this guy, and especially. Uh, if you're looking at the old Joe Flacco, like you said, he's a new guy with the with the reset mind and a new attitude. So it's hard to game plan for someone when they're coming in fresh and new. And you're used to game planning for other other quarterbacks and other players. So right. I think that's what's happening with Joe Flacco, and and that's how that's what's happening to helping him be successful. You know, well, along hey, when you have a good running game too, hey, right. it's not that hard, man. So. Yeah, right. man. Shout out to Joe Flacco and the Cleveland right. Browns. Right, and it's, and it's cerebral. The the quarterback position is the only position in the league where it's cerebral. It's all mine. It's how you think. It's how you react. 
It don't have a whole lot to do with physical. The physical yeah. stuff is there, but it's really cerebral, and he's he's doing it cerebral. Now, you you touched on the running game. In the running game, they, yeah, they, they're Nick Chubb. He got hurt kind of, you know, he well, he did. He got hurt. He's out. But they kind of went to a running back by committee, and that's been working for him too. Like, yeah. each running back is getting 12, 10 to 15 carries, each one. So they're keeping fresh legs on the running side too and still running up 100 150 yards every game within these runs. So that helps them out tremendously. Right. That run game for sure, for sure. But, I mean, with all this being said, and they doing well um, since Joe Flacco came, right? Um, since Joe Flacco came, they've been doing very well. What is, what's what's their record since Joe Flacco came? Their record? They, won, they don't, well, they won the last four games since he's been there. So, I mean, they, they're playing perfect at the perfect time of the season. So right. I want to know from you, you tell me what you think from a from a defensive end perspective, a front four guy that gets down and dirty. Um, they're playing well at the right time of the season, very well. Do you think the Cleveland Browns can win the Super Bowl? No. No, don't. Don't be naive. It's not. They're not doing that good. I think they're making a run. I think um, a lot of teams are struggling, right? Right now, they're beat up. They're hurt. They got things going on. They're trying to get it together. When I say a lot of teams, I'm saying, like, you look at Kansas City, right? They're not playing the highest level of football you would expect them to play. So I think they're 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 beating the expectations of a lot of people, but there's uh -huh. no way that I'm thinking they're actually – Super Bowl contenders. No, that'd be like a Cinderella team if they make it past the second round. Like, they're not going, they're not that good. They they are right, but they are not that good to be. I mean, well, well, who in the AFC you think can take them out? You know, you got the Dolphins, you got the Ravens, obviously, Chiefs, Jaguars, Bills. Hope right. So who will stop them? Only people I see that could possibly stop them it's really the Ravens. I think the Dolphins, I mean, I think the uh, Dolphins, I think the Browns are too physical for the Dolphins. So I don't know if the Browns, the Dolphins could stop the Browns. Only people I really see is, is maybe the Ravens. So I don't know, you know. No, I give you that. They, they, they're in, you don't have to look far. You don't have to look far right there in the division. <laughs> it's the Baltimore Ravens are the ones the, that would definitely dethrone their little motion or whatever they got going on, momentum. Baltimore mm -hmm. Ravens would definitely be they're a more complete team, they're more settled. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Well, we'll see, man. So, you know, Super Wild Card weekend is coming up soon, and we're gonna see how everything pan. And you know, we're gonna say what needs to be said, and we're gonna be there to figure this thing out. Right. Flacco. Yeah, Flacco. He gonna might get that thing done. Get off Flacco in the chats. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's jump, let's jump sub subjects real quick. Let's get into this Russell Wilson, man. Russell Wilson, disrespect he's dealing with. And I put out a message to Russell Wilson, man. I gave him his chance, man. You know what I mean? So, Russell, man, Russell Wilson, he had his chance. Like I said before, men in America, we have to earn our respect. And it was clear Russell Wilson never garnered the respect from Sean Payton that he should have. You know, we, only, we were able to hear about things that were reported or leaked but ain't no telling what else what was going on or transpired before, you know, or after Coach Sean Payton telling Russell to go fucking 
stop kissing the kids and the babies and you're not running for president and all that craziness and yelling at him at the, on the sideline. Looked like he forced his way to yell at him on the sideline, right? So, I mean, uh, Russell Wilson, man, he had his he's had his chance to 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 get back at Sean Payton, right? But if we as men, right, we we have men, if we come off too passive, you know, and we're too soft, you know, coaches, bullies, people in general will come for you or come for us if we're too soft and too passive. That's the way it is. And that's why I'm saying Russell had his chance at least to show the head coach Sean Payton that he wasn't going for this shit no more. He wasn't going for it. But he laid down. He looked bug-eyed. He took the politically politically correct route, you know? Yeah. But once you put your foot down, if he puts his foot down, if he would have put his foot down, all those things would have disappeared. Because I know I've been through this situation. I've been through those situations where a coach is coming for me, right? I'm gonna give y'all, I'm gonna give y'all a little story. I'm gonna tell y'all a little story. I'm gonna give y'all a little story where a coach was coming for me, right? When I played for the Eagles, we had a coaching change, right? A few coaching changes. few coaches, you know, the head coach, the our defensive coordinator passed away and all that. You know, rest in peace to the great Jim Johnson. We had we got a new defensive coordinator. And the new defensive coordinator, and I'm not going to say no names because, you know, it got a little deep. I'm not going to say no names. But in his initial meeting, in his initial meeting with the team defense, he thought he felt he needed to make an example out of the big dog, myself. And I'm just sitting, I'm sitting back in my chair like this, like we always do, you know, players. We sit back in our chair because, you know, we be there all day. You got the little desk. I don't know how it is now. I'm sitting back in my chair, laid back, and he's addressing the defense. And you know what? I'm just minding my business. And all of a sudden, I guess I struck a nerve. And he yells at me, Asante the big dog. Sit up, Asante, when I'm addressing you in the defense. And I was like, what? I said, what? Who the fuck you think you talking to, boy? To make a long story short, and he instantly apologized, right? I'm not going to get into too much detail. He instantly apologized and understand I'm a man. I'm a man first, and I'm not tolerating none of that bullshit you think. I'm a football player and you the coach. No, we men here because we leave out this dough. If I don't have a contract, then what? I see you, see me. What that mean? You know what I mean? So, but imagine. But imagine if I didn't stop that from happening right there at that point. Imagine how he would have continued to try to speak to me as a grown man and belittle me and think he could speak to me any kind of way, not in the respectful way that a man should, you know? And that's what I'm saying with, with Russell Wilson. That's my philosophy and how I like to handle situations like that. Yeah, I know we in a, a privileged situation, opportunity playing football. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. But at least he wouldn't feel as bad as he do right now. He was still his dignity would still be intact, reflecting on all those events that happened with Sean Payton. That's my that's my thought and, and philosophy on it. But overall, overall, I gotta know, I gotta know, is this benching for Russell Wilson 
is it an overreaction or is it a perfect reaction? Because Russell Wilson is playing with the best of everybody. He's playing uh, with all the top-name quarterbacks. I ain't going to say the best of, you know what I mean? So he's playing with the top-name quarterbacks. He's playing with the Patrick Mahomes. He's playing it as, as Josh Allen. So is this an overreaction or is it the perfect reaction? Me personally, I don't see the same Russell Wilson as I'm used to seeing. That go-getter, that dog, he looks a little confused. He looks a little bug-eyed. He looks like he's ready to just let's ride and, and, and talk his way through the game. He doesn't look like he's ready to go win these games. Although, like I say, the stats may show that he's doing good. But he had a, some bad stretches, a bad stretch in the NFL this season. And I think Sean Payton and the staff, they already had his mind made up when they was, what, one and four, one and three. So you got to understand, when it's time to step up as a man, these coaches will attack you. And if you don't step up in, in any level, high school, college, whatever, no man loves another soft man. Nobody just like being around a soft man. So step up, Russell Wilson. You had your opportunity, brother. I don't know what you're gonna do now. Uh, it is what it is. And, and and like like Ryan Clark said, I don't know. You tell me, EP. Do you think he went a little far and 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 calling Sean Payton, telling him the way he handled this situation like a thug attacking Russell Wilson? Do you agree with Ryan Clark's comments about Sean Payton saying he was a thug? Because I think it was a little far, but. Although we do get addressed that way, meaning, meaning our culture, us, whenever we do anything out of the norm or, or, or that they don't see in their eyes as the, the correct way, they call us thugs and ho hootlings and all those uh, names. So so tell me what you think, brother. Well, first of all, I can't let you off that, that easy. Right. Wait, you really told a coach, you really went off on a coach in the middle of a meeting the decor date. <laughs> yeah. I it, like you say, it, we man, it was it was what are you doing? I'm laying back in my seat. Nobody ever came and tried to pause the meeting and say, sit up in your seat, son. Like, who you think you're talking to? I got kids. I got kids in, in, in middle school. Who you think you're talking to, boy? All right. Hey, what's well, wrong with you? Well, well and then another coach tried to jump in. And I had, hey, coach, you want to be a part of this? Chill out. <laughs> like, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but that, hey, so that's how life is. I'm not lying, man. That's If you sit there and, and lay down, people will attack you, jump on you, take advantage of you. You just got to, man, that's the part of being a man in America, man, in my eyes. Well, I'm, the reason I said I'm going to not let you off the hook because you did say your statement that you're not going to spare the name. And that's it. We're not going to share the name. That's not right. hard to find out, but well, right. you know, I, mean, I didn't get into details. But go ahead. <laughs> is this coach you talking about? What is it? Is he currently a head coach now? <laughs> I mean, all the coaches that I was talking about are, are, are coaches now. There, you got some head coaches. You got some defensive coordinators. <laughs> you know, everybody moved up though. Everybody doing better than they was before. Okay. You know what I mean? So he's so, currently coaching. Is what you're telling me? Huh? I got you. Okay, let's go there. All right, cool. What you say? Cool. I hear he's currently coaching. Yeah, 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 all of them. Okay. All, right. all of them. Everybody's still alive and doing well. You know what I mean? Like I said, <laughs> the great Jim Johnson, he's gone. R.I.P. him, man. I think I had like one or two years with him, but, um, you know, it was fun. I had a lot of fun, uh, you know, with the Eagles and the great Jim Johnson. You know what I mean? So that's my story. And the way you got to handle things sometimes, you know what I mean? 
Well, I, I go ahead and say this. I know you said that Ryan Clark might have said he approached him like a thug. I think this, uh, like you say, nice guys finish last a lot all the time. And I think um, you shan't, you're saying, you t- for what you said on our previous show, that the coach came from a Bill Belichick type background, authoritative. Like, this. I don't think he was too high or fond of Russell Wilson coming with this nice, cordial thing. And let me tell you what I think went on behind the scenes. I think Russell stepped up. He might have listened to our show like, hey, Russell, bro, you can't let this man talk to you. You got to go in there and be like, hey, Coach, don't let that happen no more, man. And I think he went in there and said, um, Coach, that ain't, that ain't cool. Like, hey, Russell, you know what? We want you to take a pay cut. What you mean? We want you to um, waive your, which for people that don't know on his contract, they asked him to waive his injury guarantee part of $37.5 million. That was his chance right there. That was it. That was your right. opportunity. They bring me in for a pay cut. You know, see all this fishing stuff going on that that you you couldn't see coming. They asking you to take a pay cut from a guaranteed contract. Hey, anything else going on besides this? I'm not tolerating. That was your opportunity. You seen the writing on the wall. You seen what was going on. You seen how they was handling you. And you just continue to let him uh, embarrass you, berate at you, just like, you know what I mean? That's, you know, it's, I, I think we get caught up sometimes. We got to understand, you know, we were men first. We're men. The coaches get caught up in those things sometimes. We're men. So, you know, I I I, I know Russell Wilson is going to look back at this season, look back at Coach Sean Payton, how he addressed Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson will not like what he's evaluating and how he's looking back at the season and the things that transpired. And it will make him feel a certain way and will have him in his feelings. And you know, uh, you know those type of people you ever heard of a person like, you know, they get swung on or you hit them and they couldn't catch you. You Maybe you ran and you couldn't get away. But they always going to feel like they got to get their get back. You know what I mean? They're always looking to try to get their get back. I feel that's what Russell Wilson is going to feel when this is all said and done. He's going to wish he could have stood up to Sean Payton, and that would have been his get back, just standing up to him in front of the world, not letting him think he can talk to me or treat me any kind of way. I'm a franchise quarterback on his team. So that's what I think, man. I, 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 think, I think this is how it went down, Zach. What? Think- talk to me. I think people. I think Russell was aware that people will start saying he needs to stand up for himself, and I think that the the administrators and the president and all all John Elway and all these people said, "Let's go try to adjust this contract," and they brought Russell in there, and Russell got a chip on his shoulder now, and he mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, Russell, listen, you a nice guy. We're gonna adjust your contract. What do you mean by that? We're gonna we want you to waive the guaranteed part of your contract." And I think at that moment, Russell said, you got me bit. I ain't doing that. And they was like, what? You're not doing it? Well, we're not going to play you this week. And he like, I don't care. I want my money. I ain't doing it. And I think that's exactly what happened. I think he went in there and he finally stood up for himself. And they tried to make an example out of him and saying, well, you're not started. And Russell is standing to the fire. Now, I still think he did it politely. He didn't cuss. (laughs) Trust me. He did not cuss or throw no books around or knock nothing off the desk. He didn't do that. 
He did it politely and he did it politically. But I think he stood up for himself because think about it, Zunt. If he go with what they said, he would have still played. He would have still did everything he's supposed to do. And he probably would have took the pay cut for the right reason. I think he actually stood up for himself, which is why everybody's surprised. Today. I don't think so. I highly doubt it. Ain't no reason to go in there to stand up for yourself. Your contract is what it is. I ain't got to say nothing. It is what it is. Why? Did, what reason is he going in there to stand up? And the person in the chat, he say, Ryan Clark, like you said, Ryan Clark said Sean Payton had the right one because the right person would have straight knocked his head off. And that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say, yeah, be violent, knock your head off, all that stuff. But, hey, I ain't let you know if you push the right button or the wrong button, that is, this going to go to another level. And that's what they got to understand. Like like I tell you, I had to make Belichick understand. And 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 I'm switching subjects, but I'm gonna come back just to hear Belichick come out and say Rodney Harrison is one of his favorite players, the best safety he ever coached. And while I'm right there, and this man is asking for more money because he's one of the best safeties in the game, and you only want to offer him a hundred thousand more dollars than <laughs> it, uh, on top of his contract, it's just sickening to me, Coach Belichick. You try to talk about all these players, but you know everybody's here to take care of their family. And the way you treat people just, 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 just asinine to me, man. And 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 that's crazy, man. You know what I mean? And you know, Rodney Harrison should have been in the Hall of Fame. And of course, now it's gonna happen because I put it out there. I did the comparisons. I showed you Rodney Harrison is thirty for thirty. They got John Lynch in there with only seventeen interceptions and like nine sacks. When Rodney got thirty interceptions, thirty sacks. But I, you know, what was I at? What was I at? We was talking about uh, um, Russell. <laughs> oh yeah, so Russell, yeah. So Russell, yeah, man. Um, yeah, Russell, that he is he had his opportunity, and I think he's gonna look back at it and he's gonna feel very, very bad. Cause I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if if Belichick would have got the best of me and I wouldn't have been able to win that situation to overcome that situation and get my contracts and do it, it will bother me right now to this day. It will hurt me. I would be feeling like I need to figure out how to get some get back. My life probably wouldn't be able to go on because I'm still stuck in how to get back at Coach Belichick because he stopped my goals from happening, like he does a lot of people. And it's unfortunate and unfair, but, you know, talk well, to me. Well, let me tell you this. And then, because you hit on this a little bit, I wanted to circle back on it. Now, I do think, I don't think Russell was attacking this year like he was supposed to or the Russell we know. That's but what I'm I mean. Go I'm, I'm going to go back to it now. That boy just had a baby, and he got to wake up, son. The, 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 that baby wake up at 2 a.m., and Sierra <laughs> needs her sleep. So she makes him get up and put that baby back to sleep, feed him and all that stuff, and he still got to get up at 6 a.m. to go to work. So I think it's just an off year for getting I, boy 18 I think months. you on to something, EP. <laughs> I think you on to something. Right. You know what? We on to something. That's right. the reason for his downfall. Not saying he's playing such bad, but he's he's definitely not playing as good as he used to be, especially right. like four or five games. He is not the alpha male in the house. He doesn't wear the draws in the house. Ciara <laughs> makes him get up, change them draws, right. change them diapers, 2, yep. 3 a.m. in the morning, and he has to come to work tired. Yes. That's the problem. He, he can't mentally focus because he got to go change diapers. Dog, he ain't got. You can look in his eyes. You can. He plays like a daisy right now. He ain't got the. I was Rick the barber. Hey, Rick the vegan barber. He's in the comments. He can tell you. 
you be tired with them kids, bro. He he got to go. He got to raise kids and go out here and win the game. And he is over there changing diapers at two a.m. But I just all I said is that that's a short phase, huh? By next year, it would have been eighteen months. He gonna be right back on it because he gonna have some help and he don't he don't redirect his household. And he gonna come back like the old Russell Wilson. I tried to tell. Hey, I got faith in Russell. Believe in Russell. But when the woman run the household, things don't really go back to how you trying to say. It sounds like she got a strong grip of that household. I guarantee you, he is changing them diapers. She ain't getting up doing it. And somebody said they got money, so they got the nanny. I don't know if the nanny is getting up, coming in the room three, four in the morning while right. you know they potentially naked, sleeping together, and all that good stuff. Hey, I'm betting. I'm betting. That is what's going on. Russell Wilson has to change the diapers in the middle of the night, and it's keeping him unable to focus. Because I've been there. We all have babies during the season. I right. damn sure wasn't waking up when I had my ch my children that I played in the season. You wake up, this baby crying, take this baby out the room, put the baby in another room, because I got to go to work at 6, and I'm not finna mess up my sleep, because I got to go be on point. And if I don't say that and do that, guess what? I, she be looking for me to change the diapers, and it ain't happening. But I guarantee that's what's going on, Russell. Bro, Russell Wilson, next year, if y'all decide to have any more babies, hey, listen, make sure you're not changing the babies. Diapers, you don't have to wake up 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning. You, hey, put your foot down. CC, you tell CC, look, you are responsible, and you have to change these diapers because I got to go out there, and I got to perform, baby. I got to right. do what I need to do, and right. I'm going to handle that, and I'm going to play, so change these diapers. Bro, I'm just hey, telling you. Right you now. figured out something, boy. You you don't hit you don't hit the nail in the coffin right now, boy. Hey, you, hey, hey, you know how you figured it? You know how you figured it out? Right. In the chat, this is how you figured that out. Cause he's a new daddy, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and I know the struggle. You're trying to tell me I got to go get 15 sets this year, right? And change diapers in the middle of the night. It's tough. But let me tell you this though. I'm gonna keep it real with you, son. When you told me that 15 years ago. When you was like, boy, I don't change no diapers. I, I just go take the baby to the other room. I thought that was crazy then. I'm like, Zunt, you tell your lady to go change? You was like, yeah, I got to go to work in the morning. Do you know how much of an alpha male you have to be to tell your lady to get up and go take the baby to the other? Dude, let me just tell you, Russell ain't built like that. I'm telling you, he is not telling CC. <laughs> get up and take the baby to the other room. I'm, I'm, he's just too... He's a cordial guy, and I'm not saying it's bad. He's doing what life brought him to do, which is to help take care of this baby. And I see in the in the chats, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna contest what they saying in the chats and say he got a nanny. Let me tell you why. That baby is less than four months old, which mm. is in the nurturing stage, which means mm. you don't necessarily. The woman doesn't like to give a baby at that tender age to a nanny or another person. They like to keep that baby close. That baby's in that room with them. And mm. Russell is getting up, changing them diapers. <laughs> Damn. Hey, because she wear the drawers. She nah. do wear the drawers in the relationship. Right, right. She wear the drawers. And about, when that baby turned about a year or two years old, now the nanny can step in a little bit or a little more. So that's why I say. Next year, Russell, good. Right. I'm going to bet on Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't wearing the drawers. Yeah. Right. Dang. EP. How did you? Yes. It, it, it resonated with you so well because of what you're going through. I'm trying to right. figure out how did you put that all together? 
Nobody's thinking about that. I'm telling you, I'm willing to bet that is exactly what's happening, man. Because that is, I couldn't even imagine having a baby right now, a new baby, and going trying to play in the NFL. It seems so far past me, like quarterback, bro. Quarterback, (laughs) quarterback. Oh, because quarterbacks have to be there a little early, a little extra. They have to spend extra time. They gotta, they gotta know all the plays, the positions. You know each each uh uh position, the history of of uh, you know how you know the tendencies from the players and stuff like that. So you know they got to spend a lot of time. Yeah, all those I want to tell Sean Payton. I want to tell if I can tell Sean, I'm like, hey, give him a break. He just had a baby, man. Just wait one more year, bro. Like, just give him a break. He just had a baby. He can't do it, obviously, because we need to win now. But bro, that's what's going. You can look at Russell's. Demeanor. You can look at his body language and see he's just not quite. The boy is tired. He's yeah. he ain't tired. He is tired. I look in his eyes when he walking back after a bad place. Like he right. just looking bug eyes, confused. Like you it's know what I'm used to seeing. I, I tell you, I tell people like all the time. It's my fault. It's not my fault, but it's just the way life was. I was born into greatness. The first thing, the first player I get to see when I play in the NFL is Tom Brady. So. I don't understand all this other stuff. All I understand, Tom Brady messed up on a play. Ain't no bug eyes. He's not looking bug eyes. He's looking like he ready to come back and attack. And I don't see that from Russell. Russell looks like a broken quarterback that has been broken down by the by the coach. And he doesn't nope. know how to respond. He doesn't know how to handle it. He doesn't know how to attack back because he's used to being a superstar athlete his whole life and being catered to and given everything to. Now you had his thug. This so-called thug, like Ryan Clark said, yeah, some of these uh, uh, coaches, like I said, it would be a gangster or uh, being the mob if they wasn't coaches. So so-called thugs, yeah, you got to stand up to them. And I don't think he's ever he's ever been ever dealt with this type of hand, especially with Pete Carroll in Seattle. So different scenario, different circumstances. Uh, do I think it's over? Do we have the opportunity to come in and and and, and still garner? Or gain the respect from um, Sean Payton? No, I think it's over. I think it's too late now. Yeah, he's done late. what he done. Go. It's nothing you could do. The team, I mean, even it, whether the team, the players admit it or not, everybody, let the lack of respect will will dwindle down to everybody right. because you didn't step up and answer. You know what I mean? And that's what I think everybody respected out of me out of in New England. Everything I went through, they see I never laid down. I fought through it. You know what I mean? Hey, in the chat, somebody said, Russ, me. I'm sorry. Um, Bianca, I'm sorry if I messed up. Breathe. Said, Russ needs a paternity leave. <laughs> exactly. Bianca. That's her name, Bianca. Boy, y'all calling it right. Hey, y'all spread this chat. Y'all spread this lie because they everybody need to know what the real problem is with Russell Wilson. Everybody think it's this and that. Oh, it's that new baby. And he need a paternity leave. He need to sign up for his sign in and request his leave of to get a paternity leave and tell everybody, listen, I got to refocus. Give me a week. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wean myself off of having to, to change these diapers 2, 3 in the morning. I'm going home and put my foot down. When I get CC to change these diapers, I'm going to come back a new quarterback right. and I'm going to be balling, I promise. Right. So, <laughs> boy, if he would have did that, boy, I'm telling you, boy, things it, would be different. If you, look, ain't, I know if that you ain't never had a new baby and had a job or a serious, uh, 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 you know, 
or been in that type of situation, you can't understand what we're talking about. Because having That's that baby wake up in the morning, they got to right. eat three, four, five, six, seven, eight times a day. Lord, even in their sleep, they got to eat. Oh, man. Right. right. And that then, look, boy, it that will, look Russell it will got, run you down. That look Russell got is exhaustion. Is That's all it is. I almost, when I had my first kid, I almost checked myself in the hospital trying to figure out what was going on. <laughs> it is just exhaustion, bro, brother. That is it. You just, you're like a zombie. He looks like a zombie. I know that look. Bro, that's how you like, Elder EP. How did you bro. know that? I know that look. That bro. boy, bro. I know it. So he's gonna be all right. Just give him some time. It's gonna come. Just give him some time, man. Bro. Bro. Did you, you say you almost baby? checked yourself in the hospital after that newborn baby? Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, why do I feel like I'm about to pass out at one o'clock in the afternoon? I had to hold on to stuff while I'm walking. I was hurting. I didn't have. It's a bro. whole other level of exhaustion with a newborn, bro. bro. And if you're not an alpha male, now I can see I can see Tom Brady when he had his kid. I can see he said, "Hey, I right. got a freaking game to win. Take this baby." He told Giselle, "Take this baby somewhere." Like Tom, I can see him doing that. Russell, not so much. He supports Sierra, and she needs to <laughs> right. get her sleep. Sierra needs to get her sleep because <laughs> right. she's not been with the baby all day. She needs her sleep, and Russell wakes up and like, "Okay, you've been with the baby all day. Let me help you out." That's the thing. It just is awesome, son. So we're gonna see how this goes, bro. <laughs> man, I think we done figured something out, man. That's funny. You about That's to go funny, viral man. with that one? They gonna put that on shade room. Yeah, man. This CC, <laughs> CC is the answer. CC is, but you can tell, man. You can tell the dynamic in a relationship. You can see dynamic, the dynamics in a lot of relationships just watching them. You know, from a mile away, you can see it, man. Um, right. But she has that type of. I think she had. If future back in the days, future say, hey, man, she had me living up in 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 LA, going out to eat and going on dates. He said all his dates was at the studio. He ordered chicken wings and and fries to the studio. He don't know nothing about these dates and stuff. He said I had to get up out of there. I had to get up out of there. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. But that's funny, man. That's right, funny. right, right. We did. But um, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about this weekend, man. We got some big games coming up this weekend. Okay. And the, the the biggest game of the week, uh, you know, fighting for that number one seed, we got the Ravens versus the Dolphins. Right. right. Um, what do you think about that game? Who do you think? Who is your Super Bowl favorite, first of all? Who do you think going to win the Super Bowl? Okay. I, I'm still going with the Dolphins. And one of the main reasons I'm going with the Dolphins is because I want them to win. I want it to be lit down there when I come. That's the main reason. And I still want that bedroom just to give me a little space at the house. That's my num number one reason. But outside of my personal reasons, I really think the Ravens, and I still think Kansas City, I think they're working through some stuff right now, but I, think, I still think that they are pretty much a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And they're one of those type of teams that once they get in the playoffs, they start rolling. So that's I'm going to stick to it. Let me tell you the problem with... Uh... Yeah, Ravens are 49. I agree with you. I agree with you. But uh, but let me get into the problem. Let me tell you what the problem is with, with, with Kansas City and Andy Reid. Um, Andy Reid team is always going to be a hot and a cold team because Andy Reid's concept, they believe in statistics. They believe in throwing the ball. That is the way to win games. They believe the more you throw, the more you have a chance to be successful. And that is totally incorrect in my eyes, in my uh professional football opinion i think you got to establish physicality first and be physical and 
they just don't run the ball enough. So you have to run that ball. You seen the other day when they tried to do the trick play in the goal line and Mahomes turning the ball back and flipping it. You know, it's too many, it's too much trick plays, it's too much passing, too much un- inconsistency. So when you every pass play you throwing is a chance for a, a incomplete ball or a messed up play. If you're just handing the ball off, ain't no it's a 99% chance it's not gonna be a messed up play. Either you don't score, you gain any yards, or you, you gain you gain uh, one or two yards, but you got momentum, you're moving forward, you're being physical. When you when you when you're passing the ball, you are susceptible to physical players now. You are vulnerable to let people just pass, rush, and do whatever you think and they can't do to you. So that's the problem. I, I'm, t- I'm speaking from uh, a player that was on the sideline screaming at Coach uh, Andy Reid, run the mm. ball, run the ball. Mm. This will make us better. This will make us more consistent. So Andy Reid will always run into these problems. He just so happened to have one of these his great quarterback and, and Patrick Mahomes who can – who can create with his feet and buy time with his feet. If you watch Mahomes, he's he's running for his life every play. He has to create right. air, almost every play. He's you know, he has to uh uh to fool the line, you know what I mean? Make him think he's stepping up in the pocket and he's not and he's getting out of there, you know what I mean? So that is going to always if you pay attention and stay focused it's going to always be a problem with Andy Reid team. And you see Mahomes, he gets frustrated. He's getting frustrated because of the lack of production, the lack of him being an elite quarterback as he used to. He don't understand the problem like I understand the problem because I I'm not I've been there with the greatest. The greatest doesn't want to throw the ball every play. He understands you can't do that to be successful. The greatest want to give you a hut one, hut two hold the defensive line from, from jumping offside and being able to attack. He wants to run the ball up your throat, make you keep be honest. Then he want right. to hit you with a play action. You know what I mean? And then he's going to dump it off left and right, short five, six, seven-yard passes. But it's going to be a concept to the game. It's going to be a physical aspect to the game. And that's what I learned from being around the greatest. Not Belichick, Tom Brady, because you can't say Belichick without Tom Brady. Every time they say Belichick is great, say Belichick is great with Tom Brady. With Tom Go Brady, ahead, brother. Don't forget the Tom Brady. Uh, I like that. I, and I see that aspect, too. I do, I do think you got to run your way to the Super Bowl. You can't pass your way to the Super Bowl. You got to have a solidified run game that you trust and live by. And I think Andy would rather pass to the Super Bowl. So I, I will support you on that one. Um, for me, yeah. I don't think the 49ers are as strong. You you look at their last outing, you know, and I'm not saying that's indicative of a Super Bowl run. I think they're going to go deep. But if I had to put my money on betting that they were going to win it, I'm like, uh, it just don't seem that strong. I don't know if they line not that strong. I know their O-line is pretty good, but I don't know about their D-line. So um, I'm going to stick with I'm gonna stick with Miami because it's fun. <laughs> I can't All right, wait they got to play them Ravens again. I'm gonna give you a surprise one. I still want, even though the Eagles gonna, you know, they gonna do their thing. I still think it'll be fun. Sometimes I, I just like the fun pick. I think the fun pick of the Super Bowl is the Dallas Cowboys. You know how lit America would be with the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl, man. Like the media, like it'll be cool. So that those are my fun. Picks. Awesome. My fun picks are. My my fantasy Super Bowl teams, Dallas Cowboys versus Miami Dolphins. 
Those Ooh. tickets done would go eight thousand a piece. Boy, you trying to make that a star-studded Super Bowl? <laughs> right. What a Super Bowl play that in Vegas? Oh man, we I had to be right there in the mix, man. You right, know what I mean? right, right. But I, yeah, I, I think uh, yeah, definitely. I think it's gonna be uh, Ravens and 49ers all over again, and I think Brock Purdy gonna play totally different. And that's now just visit that situation. You know, I hate to see that everybody's attacking Brock Purdy and telling Cam Newton he's right because of one game. Yeah. One game where the man had some tip balls. Like, he didn't even do anything that bad. The Ravens played very well. The Ravens' defense is awesome. They have the number one defense in the league. I mean, uh, you know, besides the 49ers. But you want to say Brock Purdy is just whatever Cam Newton was explaining because of one game. He had a bad game through four interceptions. Are y'all crazy? That's a learning experience. Brock Purdy is in his second year. He's got nothing but opportunity to learn and grow. He will be better, and he will continue to get better. I won't be surprised he come back this next game and throw four in his four touchdowns and 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 just straight dominate that game because he got a lot to learn from. Y'all right. y'all tripping? Brock Purdy is still who he is, and he still can do and will be a great player for that team. Now, like you said, we don't know. Like, he he needs the West those weapons to to sustain that greatness, in my opinion. Can he go to the Patriots and be and be great as he is? I don't know, you know. That's still something that that we have to determine and see. But when you go to a team and a team builds, the, uh, put the players and, and, and the assets around you for you to be successful and you're successful, you have to give that credit to that player. You cannot say anything else besides he is good and he is doing what he is supposed to do to make this team great. And he's right. leading this team properly. You know what I mean? So I hate to see that from the Cam Newton situation where they want to take the credit away from Brock Purdy because Brock mm -hmm. Purdy is still doing good. I actually think Brock Purdy is better than Tua. I asked that question on on, on, um, on Twitter. But everybody said Tua. Brock Purdy got time to grow, but we'll right. see. You know what I mean? He's a young kid. He's coming together. And I hate to see a one game try to define the kid of um, MVP. Like, automatically, they're taking him off MVP consideration. I'm like, wow, for one game. This, this dude is good. But, you know, it's fair weather out there, Zunt. He wins yeah. next year and goes second round in the playoff. They're going to say he's MVP again. So, don't listen to that. He, Brock Purdy is doing his thing, and I think he's doing a uh, he's doing a good job of leading the 49ers. The 49ers are because Brock Purdy. I mean, they got some assets, but he's doing not Christian McCaffrey, not Nick no, no, Bolter, no. uh, well, not I'm Debo Samuel. Not, right, they, he got some weapons, but everybody knows you need a you need a solidified quarterback to be a contender right. in the NFL, and he's yeah. one of those solidified quarterbacks. Yeah, definitely got to have a solidified quarterback. Um, yeah, man. So. Uh, we got some picks. Can I go through some picks real quick? Yeah, let's go through some picks, man. We got gonna go through some picks. So I'm, I'm, I want to request some picks, and I got some picks that'll win some money. I can, if you go with my picks, you're probably gonna win some money if you like to do fantasy football. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta give us the spread too, um, the over under, all that good stuff. Oh shoot, I don't. I was just gonna go off a of regular picks. <laughs> they ain't gonna you say how many I, points. I, I, I don't have the points, but what I can do is. We can set that up and I can start doing the spreads and everything and helping people like because I'm into it. I do the prize picks. You ever did prize picks? 
Nah, I ended, ended oh, it. Oh, that's it's pretty fun, man. You go off of the over under, and sometimes you just be like, nah, that team not gonna cover the spread. So we can start that. We can start it on yeah. our next show, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna get it going. We're gonna get it going. Right. Anything else y'all need to know in the chat? You know what I mean? We out here, man. That Russell Wilson situation, man, it, it hurt me, man. It, it took me out a little bit. It took me, you know, because I hate to see players go through this because, you know, we, we're a brotherhood and we, we stick together. And, you know, we want to see all the brothers do good, you know, and just to see that, man. But I do think Sean Payton is, is a great coach and you would right. never see him deal with Drew Brees that way or you wouldn't see Drew Brees tolerate anything like that. So, right. I you know agree with mean? you. But yeah, that's all we got for y'all today. And that's uh Uncle EP over there. EP the closer. We still yeah. trying to figure out this nickname. Hey, make sure y'all have some nicknames for us in the chat next week. I'm I'm your big dog. I'm Mr. Pick Six, Zunt, Sante Samuel. I got all the nicknames. Now we gotta get Mr. EP over there, big uh oh Monday, New Year, baby. 24 coming. We're gonna have a new name in 24. Monday, Monday, y'all. Monday, we're getting that new name, y'all. Monday. Yeah, I got it in the chamber. Let's go. Make sure y'all tune in 10, 10 a.m. Monday. You know what I mean? We're going to say what needs to be said. We're going to cover the weekend, all the events that's going on. Man, y'all help us grow. We're trying to hurry up and grow to 10,000 subscribers. Hey, small steps, small baby steps. Any motion is better than no motion. You know what I mean? So, hey, this is new to us, and we're growing, baby. We're going to grow. We're going to grow to the top because we entertaining, and we're going to bring y'all the truth, God damn it. See what needs to be said. It's your big dog, Asante, Mr. Pick Six Samuel, and my co-host, EP, Elton Patterson, here on the mic. And we out, baby. See y'all next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.